2: Of the Dante Show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another round of the Dante Show with your boy Dante Morrison. It is Monday, just September. I'm sorry, July, September 10th, 2018, and I have been on a whirlwind tour. You know, so for the last um, probably week and a half, I was in Orlando, Florida, half vacation, half work. I went to attend the United States Conference. On AIDS, and it was about three thousand um, HIV advocates, um, advocates, activists, prevention people, all kind of stuff. Everyone that works in the HIV field, we all take a city by storm every, once a year. And this year was in Orlando, Florida. So I went down there and met with a lot of other um, peers in the field and. Just networks and meet and greet, and I even presented on yesterday, which was Sunday. Or yesterday morning, I presented on the program that I manage at APLA Health called Healthy Him. Myself and one of my staff did an awesome job. I must say so myself. But while I was down there, um, I took the time to go to the um, the site, of Pulse Nightclub. If you all remember um, back in 2016, um, a a gunman entered Pulse Nightclub and took the lives of. A lot of people, and I want to see it. I want to see the site. And I want to see what was there, how it looked, and what they did with it as far as the memorial. And I went and I saw it, and it was um, wow. It was very, it was very deep to know that something as tragic happened at that one location, at that one spot, and just took so many lives thanks to just senseless gun violence. Was it was very, very heavy. It was very heavy. But they have created a beautiful interim memorial, um, at the location. It's like a wall around the um the nightclub that basically you can't see the club, you can see the building, but it's a wall that blocks everything and it shows where like the SWAT team busted down the wall and pulled survivors out and all that kind of stuff. It was very it was deep. It was deep. And it reminds you of just how how hate tries to win and how hate tries to come in and how hate tries to take over and just the effects and impact of hate and how someone can just Walk into a place just occupied by just so much love and happiness and joy and fun and just open fire and just start um, shooting people. So I went there and I saw it and it was, it was something to, to see. And if anyone is in Orlando or plans on going to Orlando or visiting Orlando, um, just stop by and just, just pay your respects to that, um, to that site. So I did that. So that was last week. Um, Orlando, Florida is hot, it is humid. Um, it rained, I would say, at least 70% of the time I was there. I went to SeaWorld, it rained. Universal Studios, it rained. At the conference, it rained. Driving to go eat, it was raining. But it was raining and it was hot. So that that's that's, that's the gag. It was raining and it was hot. So it was just hilarious. Um, but, you know, for whatever the case may be, I did go. I did have a great time. I really enjoyed it. All right? So, Everyone is um getting ready for tonight's show. Go ahead and get, get your coffee, get your paper, get your pad, get your Hennessy, get your rum, get your Coke, do whatever you need to um to just sit back and relax for tonight's show. So I've been gone for a while, taking a much needed break, just some downtime, so I'm about to start my Ph.D. program, so I have to make sure I have all my ducks in a row so that the Dante show would not miss a beat. And while folks are just logging in right now, I see everybody calling in and getting getting situated, um, we're going to just talk about some more stuff. So I'm sure you all heard that on September 6th, a police officer went into the apartment of a young man and decided to just kill him yeah just just them, and it it, ma- it makes no sense whatsoever um the officer uh, Amber Geiger you know says that she thought it was her apartment, and she went inside and and Lord knows why she pulled her trigger, why she shot um the young man, but now unfortunately, you know both of Shemjan is the latest hashtag that black America has to post and share and it makes no sense um it's like enough is enough. we have been saying enough is enough for decades and at some point, something's going to happen where the lid just overboils off the pot and falls on the floor. Um, I think black people are now at just the end of our rope. We're tired. We're exhausted. We're worn out. We are just done. It's like, come on, are you kidding me? What more needs to happen for America to wake up? And from what I'm seeing, nothing nothing, because America is going to stay asleep, or the powers that be are going to try to stay asleep and continue to stuff under the rug, like, oh, well, we don't know what happened. There's always a reason. There's always an excuse. There's always something that places the victim at fault. But on this one, I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody says. There is no way that this, this police officer can explain to me that she thought that the guy was in her apartment. You are a cop. You are law enforcement. You are trained to to know when to pull that weapon. So once we find out what the real reason is that she shot the guy, it's not going to bring him back. It's not going to make the family feel any better. But, you know, but we can finally just say, okay, this is what really happened, and don't just blame it on, you know, that, that whack-ass excuse of I follow this apartment. Um, apparently she was arrested last night, but now she's released on a $300,000 bond. So she is out. She is free. She's walking around. She's really being George Zimmerman. You know, it's just taking back to George Zimmerman. But the family has hired Benjamin Crump. And if anybody remembers Benjamin Crump, Benjamin Crump was um, the attorney for Trayvon Martin's family as well as Mike Brown's family. So hopefully this time he gets a win. Um, And this officer, I mean, this should be an open and shut case. Um, But we thought that about the last few. Um, In other news, um, Nike has really just changed the game. Nike has just shifted the platform. And just woke woke folks up, you know, just do it. They like just bump that, just do it. They're really standing behind Colin Kaepernick and and it's funny to see all of these these racist um people burn their shoes, burn their feet, burn down whatever the case may be in protest. There's something about about white folks and, and therefore a protest always have to do with fire. You know, they're burning crosses, they burn the tennis shoes, they doing all kinda stuff. But it's like the y'all not doing anything else besides either match and some kerosene. So come on, we gotta do better. And we're gonna have conversations about, about why you feel that Nike should not be supporting Kaepernick. You are listening to why Kaepernick said, I'm taking the knee. All right. It goes it goes both ways. Um but until then, y'all keep burning y'all keep burning up, y'all keep flaming on and whatever you got to do to get your voice out there, you do it. So, yeah, whatever. And then last but not least, my girl Serena. I love me some Serena. Um, Serena's everything. Serena's like the greatest female athlete of all time. Unarguably of all time, Serena Williams is the GOAT. She is it. She's a beast. And I love her quote, I don't cheat to win, I'd rather lose. That's real talk. Serena has been under the, the looking glass of, of just sports figures, well, sports officials for years. I mean, she's always getting drug tested. They ain't never found nothing. They all trying to find a way to just say, oh, Serena shouldn't be winning, so tomorrow, wrong, Serena? No, Serena is about it. She's about that business. She's about that life. So I think that it's time we start recognizing that there is something going on within sports that has them looking at her like, surely she can't be, you know, this great, you know, so. We don't know what happened, but Serena did not win. We don't know why she did not win, but Serena did make it known that she didn't think it was cool that she did not win because you're taking points. You know, but she was still a good sports, sportswoman and, you know, congratulated uh, the young lady that did win and say, Yo, I got your back, whatever, no more booing and all that. But if you did watch the match, you do know that the the official just, I don't know who was gunning for it for some reason. I don't know why he was gunning for it, and it is what it is, all right? So, Here we go. Oh, I forgot. It's on my notes, too. Uh, Cardi threw a shoe at Nicki. Okay, there. Cardi B threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj. Do you care? Now, here we go. So tonight's show is about relationships um, and just communication and all that kind of stuff. I mean, everyone at some point in time has been in some kind of relationship where they have some kind of challenges with communication. You know, everybody, you meet somebody, I don't know how you do it on Tinder, Christian Mingle, Plenty of Fish, you know, um, FarmersOnly.com. I don't know how you meet your person, but it's always beautiful in the beginning because then the more you get to know that person, there may be some issues with communication that can Cause problems. You know, the person is saying go left, you saying go right. You know, and it's like, I don't know what to do. You ain't talking to me the right way. You making me feel attacked. I feel belittled. I feel emasculated. Whatever the case may be. But tonight's guests are a team of change agents dedicated to bridging the gap between the way people communicate in relationships so that we can all have healthier relationships. I believe that tonight will be a very eye-opening and extremely engaging conversation, and if you are listening and you are in the Los Angeles area, you will um, get a chance to win some tickets to their empowerment workshop. So they have this workshop coming up. It's called A Co-Ed Conversation About Love, Bringing Men and Women Single, Dating, and Married Together for an Open and Mature Discussion About Love. It's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. I think we need to have these open conversations. I think people need to put their stuff out on, on the table and say, look, this is it. This is what I'm looking for, but this is what I keep getting. Is it me or is it you? You know, what, what's going on? What, how does it all work? Talk to me. Help me out. So I think it's great. Um, I'm excited to have them um, on the show to be doing this kind of conversation um, and to just make this happen. So tonight's guests are Tasha Chapman. Kenneth Page and his wife, Bianca Page, and I'm glad to have them here. And I'm going to bring them all on right now. So, Tasha, Kenneth, and Bianca, are you all here with me on the Dante
1: Show? Yes, thank you so much for having us.
0: Hey, yeah, thank you, you so much for having welcome. us. Hey, Kenneth, you're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Glad you're
2: here.
0: Bianca here, too? She's coming in
2: now. Oh, okay, okay. Beyond coming in now. We're not going away. All right, here we go. All right, so Tasha, you wanna you wanna get it going? So so Tasha, you reached out to me and I, I happily obliged to have you on the show tonight. I'm excited because I believe that communication is key. I also believe that we gotta learn how to um just talk about stuff that may be kinda uncomfortable. So what, what sparked this movement for y'all?
1: Well, last year we had a workshop called reflections of self, and it was really about women taking a deep look within themselves to understand why they were in the position they were in in terms of love. We also wanted them to recognize that no matter what they've been through, no matter what heartache or traumatic experience they had gone through, love was still available to them, but they had to take those moments to heal. I had a panel of six women from all walks of life that had explained their journey through love, through heartbreak, and through healing and how they were currently in their relationships in their marriages. Well, what I did was I had three of my guest speakers, Bianca being one of them, I had their spouses come in and speak to the women. And the reason I did that is because I thought it was very important for women to hear the perspective of men, to understand that men have also been through hurtful relationships, although they – express their emotions differently than women and they're taught early on that they can't be emotional so they don't really show it the way that women do and I wanted them to also understand that each one of those men were married to a woman that had once been hurt but that had learned to heal and not take as Erica Badu says that bag with them and have that become that bad lady with all of their emotions and their past experiences it went over very well Uh, The ladies loved having the male perspective. And on our feedback forms, I got a lot of requests to do this again, co-ed. They wanted to hear more from men. They wanted to be able to ask men questions and tell men how they feel. And so it was created by the fans of the first workshop, and we decided to dive right in and go ahead and do it. And what better way to start a conversation than to call it a co-ed conversation about love.
2: All right, cool. I like that. I like that. So, so was, was Kenneth the only man on the panel that you had, or was there no? Another?
1: There were two other men from that were my guest speakers last year. Their spouses, so we had a okay. total of three men. Okay.
2: okay, got it, got it, got it. I love that. I love that. I love that. So, so Kenneth. Yes, sir. How did, how did it feel? How did it feel being being the guy in the room speaking on behalf of all the brothers?
0: <laughs> well, it was it was pretty crazy, man, but uh the women were very accommodating. They they didn't they didn't beat us up too much. But no, we just uh tried to give um a just you know, just give a little perspective from the male point of, you know, communication and some things that we like to see and you know, some of the women asked they got into asking questions on You know, just trying to understand, you know, where we're coming from, you know, why is there a breakdown, and, you know, it's just uh, relationships have those ebbs and flows, and it goes through so much ups and downs, so we just really were trying to um, put the women at ease, I guess, as much as we could, that uh, we need to make sure that we all find better ways to communicate with one another to be more effective in relationships, because, I, we believe that it's really true that men and women speak different languages, and the quicker we can try to uh, reach out to learn those languages and really be able to com- communicate effectively with one another, the better our relationships to be, will be, the more successful our relationships will be, and, you know, it will it, make life a little easier for everybody involved.
2: I, I agree. I agree. So let, so let me just ask the question. Um, let me ask, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Y'all don't mind if I ask questions, do you? Absolutely sure. not. All right, cool. So most people, when they start, when they start dating, you know, in the beginning phases, they're they're a little leery to ask questions that are that they that they feel they turn the person off or steer them away from um, from liking them. You know, how honest and open do you think a person should be in the beginning stages of a relationship? I mean, is it, is it too much too soon? Can you just be telling too much of your business too soon, or do you think that you just throw it all out there?
1: Um, I'll start with that. I think that it's very important for women to listen and ask, but also be quiet, because a lot of times women have the tendency to divulge everything, their entire life story, on a first date or a first conversation. But you also want to... Listen to what he's saying, making sure that what he's saying is something that's in alignment with the relationship goals that you have. Of course, you're not going to find that out, you're not going to find everything out on the first date, but I think it's important, uh, there are certain questions that are important before you even go on a second date. So, for instance, if you know without a doubt that you don't want kids, you might not want to continue dating somebody who wants kids. If you know that you want a relationship and this person is telling you they are just dating right now, you might not want to go on a second date because this may not develop into a relationship. They're letting you know up front, hey, I'm just dating right now. And if you're seeing relationships status, then you may want to fall back a little bit and say, okay, this might not be the person for me because I want somebody that's looking for a relationship. So I think the same way you ask questions, you also have to be ready to listen and not draw your own your own conclusion, but listen to what that person is really saying.
2: And then, then okay, so then here's my here's my question with that. So let's say that we go out on a date, you know, and it's date number number two date number 2 is that the date that you know you feel you should get clarity on are we just dating or is this going towards a relationship like would you tell the guy well I'm looking for a relationship I'm looking for a commitment and I want a few kids mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how soon in how soon in the the dating season would you just start going hard like that
1: I don't ever think it's something to go hard on, but I do believe that you have to be upfront with your goals and what it is that you want. Um, I don't think that you can tell from a second or third or even fourth date if that person is worthy of your time and your love in a relationship, but I do think in those few dates you can see if that person is worthy of continuing to date and continuing to get to know. I think part of the problem is people jump into relationships so fast wanting to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or say that they're in a relationship that they never gave it time to really develop to see if a relationship was even valid for those two people oh, okay. And this
3: is Bianca yeah, this is I, I, I,
1: Hi, I'd be Bianca, like
3: welcome hey, <laughs> You'll
2: you hey, Bianca.
3: <laughs> hey <laughs> um, uh, I welcome. would like Well i um, welcome to the party welcome to the party I mean this is a hot topic <laughs> And and what I love about it is when you see the depiction of men and women talking in popular media like the movies, you know, uh act, think like a man, act like a woman and uh, why did I get married? Right. You often see the men and women dialoguing separate and when they come together it's over a conflict and everybody's at ten, right? <laughs> and so Right, I think right. You, you, right, right. And so we're trying to get ahead of that here and, and to your point and to Tasha's eloquent answer, I think. where you go and how you go within first, second, or third date will also depend upon the context of where you met. And, I mean, let's be frank, if I met you at a swinging party, do you have an STD? Is a relevant question on the first date. But if I met you at church, are you celibate? Might be a relevant question. You know what I mean? So <laughs> oh, there's context. If I'm at work and I'm, I happen to meet somebody that I find attractive, which is a very kind of fine line to cross, especially depending on the context of what that means is it a client? Is it somebody you see every day? You know, it also might dictate how. Quickly you go through things But what I've also found lately Is a lot of people have a checklist They have this checklist And what I want to caution Is that you may not want to act Like you're on that first or second date Just going through your checklist Like do you pass my screening test There has to be some level of organic Ebb and flow as well Because otherwise it's like Am I really getting to meet you Or are you just having your guards up Until I meet all the points on your checklist and I got a
2: question. I got a question about checklists. You know, I, I want to hear what, what what your thoughts are on that because I know some people that have checklists that that surpass everything that is even humanly possible, and it's also people that make checklists that doesn't balance their current way of living. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you wanna you yeah. want somebody that has all this stuff, but you're not bringing nothing to the table, but you hold them fast to this checklist. So yeah. let's let's talk about checklists. What were your thoughts on it?
0: Well, I, I I would like to say, you know, one of the, one of the things that we really are um, focusing on with this co-ed conversation is your willingness to be authentic. The more you're authentic to who you are, you know, and so we have, like, so many people have, like, these, like, blueprints of how dating should be and what it should be and what it should feel like and what it should look like. But the first thing you should want to do is to be authentic to yourself because when you bring the authentic you to the table and the other person brings the authentic who they are that person to the table then we can at least be ourselves and be real with one another and then maybe that maybe we are two people that can jump into you know some heavy conversation right off the bat maybe we're not ready for that you know maybe we that list Maybe not something we – that may not be something we want to get into right now. We may just say, let's let's just see, let's just be friends for a little while and see how things go. And then maybe we will get into our list. But I think that people should be authentic to themselves. And I think that's one of the biggest problems in life right now. Whatever you're dealing with and whatever relationship, friendships, people on the job – is that you just meet so many people that are just not real. They're not real with who they are. Maybe they don't know who they are. Maybe they're still searching. Maybe they're still having that problem. So when it comes to the list, I think you have to be authentic to yourself because if you're saying you want somebody with all of this, and like you said, you're not bringing – even half of that or some of that to the table, then there's going to pro- there's more than likely it's going to be a problem. There's going to be a disconnect somewhere. There's going to be some uh, failure or something in communication that's not going to sound right. So I think for most people we need to be authentic with ourselves first, be real, and bring that person to the table. And you bring that person to the table, when you meet the person that, that likes that person, then things will flow easier.
3: And what's so essential, okay. which you, you know, what you guys are both touching on is, I'm I'm going to attract what I am. I'm not going to attract what's on that list. So I would really, really caution people: if you don't like who's showing up, it's time to compare that list to who you're reflecting back to the world. And I don't. So I don't that is, that's, that's a good point. That's a cliche. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a that's a that's aha. That's, uh-huh. that's definitely an aha uh-huh right there. Go ahead, elaborate a little bit more on that. Please.
3: Well, I'll just say this. Um when I was when I was in college and going through my kiss a frog days, I kept seeing the same spirit show up in different bodies and I had a moment that I realized the only Um, Constant in this equation Is me I'm the only constant in this equation All these people are showing up And I keep seeing the same person over and over again And it might have something to do with the fact That I started at the point that I expected all men To be dogs I expected Mm -hmm. all men To cheat I expected that Although I didn't want it And so who pulled up Right into my driveway everything i expected as well as i wasn't completely honest with the people i was dating and it, when i really had to just unpack it i was i was not completely honest so i was getting but if you would have asked me i would have said i want i want a man that i could marry and somebody that'll be truthful and somebody that'll be faithful but i didn't even believe that existed at the heart of the matter, and I didn't portray that. That's not how I walked my walk. So I was acting right something right, right. that I not believe exists. But I was not that at the point.
0: And I think sometimes, you know, for us as men, you know, when you get on that first or second date or whatever, you don't want to feel like you're being interviewed for a job. You know, you may you you want to just feel, you want things to be fun and to be into flow. And you know, I, I may ask I may answer a few questions here or there, you know, but you know, that the lady shouldn't have out, you know, uh uh this list and she's just checking it and every time you answer something that doesn't, you know, maybe gel with what she likes, she's aggressively writing something down that's and you're like, well, wait a minute, what are you writing? What's going on? So, you know, you wanna make sure, you know, you wanna make sure that you don't put that kind of pressure on another person because sometimes as men we feel that. We feel like, you know, hey, wait a minute, you know, I, I thought we were just here for drinks or we just were here for this or for that. So that's where that communication comes in because the more open and more authentic you are, then you can probably cut out a lot of wait, time wasted and maybe find, maybe spend more time with somebody that's more like who you are.
2: Let me ask this. So here's my question, because I keep hearing the word authentic. How do, you be, how do you be authentic when you have a history of your authenticity always bringing you the wrong person, if that makes sense? It's like you try to go out there, you try to be honest, you try to be open, you try to be upfront, but you keep getting the same dog-type people. You know, so then you think about, well, let me tweak my, my honesty for a bit to see what happens. You know, and some people do do that. They'll tweak it a little bit. So, so what are your thoughts on that?
1: I personally think that just like Bianca said, the same person is showing up, and I call it dating the same person with a different name. So you can say I'm being honest or I'm a tweak this honesty, but when do you actually stop and be honest with yourself? There are a lot of people who bury their truth with, I don't want to say lies, but they bury their truth in so many adjusted truths. I'm sorry, they bury themselves in so many adjusted truths that they don't even know what's true for them. And sometimes maybe rather than spend your time constantly trying to date someone and find someone to date, you might need to date yourself and see who you really uh, are.
2: Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people can't do that. A lot of folks can't do that. And I want to also go back to a little bit, you know, Bianca, you know, she throwing in the castle talking about, you know, if you're a swinger at a swinger party, you're a Christian at a church. I mean, Bianca said, let's just go there. So let's go there. So <laughs> let's just say a person, you know, their, their, their truth goes against the norm. It goes against the norm, and it causes sometimes difficulties or challenges in meeting somebody because what you like is not something that usually draws people it's something that kind of keep, may keep you alone for for a while, and you're just tired of being alone. you're tired of dating yourself and even listening by yourself to prove that you can't do it just because you have this let's say this desire or this quirk about you that people kind of judge, so you suppress it to get a date. Is that good or is that bad?
0: Well, I, I absolutely think it's it's not good because for some people, and I've had friends or people around me or loved ones in my life, what ends up happening is they kind of live a life of depression then because you put on these different hats trying to be something that everybody else wants you to be, and in the midst of all that, you lose who you really are. Or you just put on I, – I, I talked about it one time when we had a session – it's really like halloween and really what you have is you have a whole lot of people walking around and and they're really like halloween with the mask on all year around it's not just one day and then one day you have to take that mask off and you really have to face who you really are and i think one of the great one of the great um things that we have right now in the life is social media and And you know Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all that, because as much as people say there 's all the negativity that goes with that, there 's also some positives. You can find people or groups that may be a little quirky with with what you you know what you said quirky or share those types of desires or that may may want to live outside what society calls the norm. So that's that's kinda of one of the pluses for the days that we live in now. You can just go on and Google that, you know, if you whatever it is that you may like and you may find a whole community that that feels the same way. And you see that all the time with people and that makes you know, then then you can go and spend time in that community and be yourself, be authentic to who you are, and you don't have to worry about judgment. You don't have to worry about people uh, disowning you or feeling ostracized. You can just be who you are, live in that moment, and and the, the hope then is maybe you'll find somebody else to share in life with the same things, the same life. Okay, I got
1: that. I got that. Ladies? Also, I think the oh, judgment... I'm- I think that when you're looking at other people and wondering what they're judging, it's really no more than what you're really judging about yourself.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because when we don't judge ourselves for something, then really the opinions of others doesn't matter.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. Say that again. Say it again. The so folks can hear it. Take notes. Y'all <laughs> listen to this. She dropped the nugget. Go ahead. So <laughs> when we are time. thinking
1: that others – Right, when we are thinking others are judging us, it's really the judgment that we have just within ourselves. so when you are completely okay with who you are and there's no self judgment, the opinions of others just don't matter
2: that's real talk that's that's real talk that's real talk, so we talk so that I love that and kids i mean kids are talk about Halloween costumes. So you out, you know, at the sinking road waiting for your blind date to walk up, and the person walks up, and they in the Halloween costume. We're going to just kick that. You know, they're, they're giving you everything you, you feel that you want based upon your list when it comes to outside aesthetic, when it comes to how the person looks, how they treat you, how they smell, what they got on. Everything, you know, just fits the mode of physical attraction, you know. Have you guys ever spoke to someone who has been attracted to someone physically, but mentally it was, just was not there, but they stayed with that person because the physical attraction was so strong. Have you heard stories about that?
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It happens all the time. And people end up, um, I think a lot of times that's how you hear, you hear women say sometimes, well, you know, that uh, they're emotionally cheating. On another person, not that there nothing physical is going on, but it's emotional because you don't fulfill that need for them emotionally or spiritually. That that intimacy, um, that those moments that we get along to just talk and really connect. Or what happens is we may go through something, we may hit a, a bad patch or something in our relationship. Where I really need you, I really need that person to show up, and the person that I thought you were, that's really not. You're really not who you said you were, you know, and so a lot of times that's why the authenticity is so important because when you get in those situations, I, I, I say this a lot of times, the greatest thing about being in a relationship, especially in this crazy world that we live in, the greatest component of being in a relationship is I don't have to face the craziness of this world by myself. That's, the, that's one of the greatest points of being in a relationship. I should be able to go home to my significant other if my bosses treat me maybe not the best. Maybe I may have some coworkers I'm not getting along with. If you're in school, there's a teacher that's riding you. Maybe you're an athlete. There's a coach that's just really pressing you and getting on your nerves. And maybe your parents, whoever it is, you know, somebody, we all have somebody that's just getting on us and doing all that. I shouldn't have to go home or when I'm spending quality time with my significant other and have to deal with those same types of obstacles. So that, to me, is one of the greatest things about being in a relationship is I can face the craziness of this world with my wife, for me, with my wife every day, and she can do the same with me, and it's up to me to make sure that I try to do my best to be there for her to at least meet her halfway.
3: That and i I hit go so,
2: so, oh, go ahead, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, i'm I go with the kid up the kid is wearing my thread out, <laughs> people going <laughs> to get kid a love offering, but go ahead, go
1: ahead, <laughs> um, I just want to add a little bit to what Ken is saying from something that he said at our previous workshop because he was talking about when you're meeting someone for the first time, maybe even the first few times, and they have on the outside this very perfect package. And he was telling our, the women in our audience, you can't just meet this person. You need to make sure you are meeting the mother, the father, the grandmother, the cousins, the uncles, the aunts. What do their friends look like? Who are they hanging around? Because when you really look at that, it tells you more about who that person is that you might not really be paying attention to.
2: Right, right. Lineage is important. Let me know. I need to know your bloodline. What kind of spot <laughs> do you come from? That's, that's real talk. That's, that's real talk. And and, so, and people are, I'm just going to, you mind if I read some of these comments on the thread that I'm, that I'm getting? Because folks are, folks are really okay. chiming in. Um, I mean, I'm reading them, trying to keep up with them. And Candy Lewis, and I love Candy. Candy, that's that's my girl. Candy's big on uh, intimate partner violence and domestic violence and relationships. She really traveled the world talking about it. And she's listening in, and she said that, um, first of all, the conversation or the comment that Kenna made about dating yourself really opened Pandora's box on this. Just dating yourself. And I said a lot of people do not know how to date themselves, they just don't. And Candy chimed in and said that's true because there are too, too many people suffering from, from abandonment. Their parents and family left them, so they don't know how to date themselves. They don't know how to be alone because they suffer from that, that abandonment and that and that loss. Um, she also wanted to say they don't know how to be themselves because they never had themselves confirmed from birth or childhood. So that mm. their, who they are was never validated. It was like, you be you, this who you are, be authentic. And it's because society and social media for, for Generation Z and the millennials kind of told them who they need to be to exist and survive in society, outside, outside of the family. Um, and then Candy said, no one really wants to, wants the real you, the real you to show up. We want you to be what we want and need. So maybe the real you is not that person that is a, a cutler or a hugger or just overly emotional. Maybe the real you is one that's just going to solve the problem just by any means necessary without all the emotion, and you're looking for this emotional being to just sit there and coddle you, and that's not that person. Now you're mad. Are you upset? But you never took the time to find out who that person was before you got so involved in this relationship. So I wanted to catch you guys up on what the friend is saying, how people are talking, the comments that are coming in. So I'll roll back now. You guys take over. Go ahead. We're still here. That's my
3: favorite. Yeah, one of the things you asked <laughs> us was like, okay, they show up, they look perfect on the outside, but it's an empty box on the inside. And what I would like to say is sometimes that's exactly where you're at and that's enough. And what happens is you meet that person and all you really desire at that time is that package and then you're in the midst of this relationship, you start evolving and you realize, "Uh uh-oh, I moved from that space. This is no longer enough. And the hardest thing to do is while you're in the midst of swimming upstream is realize this person can't swim with me anymore, and can I be honest enough to, one, acknowledge that I'm feeling that way, and, two, let them know. Let them know. And it doesn't make anyone right or wrong. It's just that when you met them, you might have been at a different address. And now you've moved, and they no longer can go with you because you guys grew in different directions and didn't evolve at the same rate, in the same space, in the same way, and you have to be honest.
2: So is there, is there a way to avoid that separation through communication? How do you communicate that?
3: I've been there, I've actually been there, and I've had to say to somebody, when I met you, it was enough to just have a nice man, and now I'm ready for a husband, and we are not translating together to that next step. I can't see it. I can't see it when I look at our spirituality, our financial goals, our um, professional goals, our emotional state and our spiritual state, none of the things were lining up and it was that was when I felt like I crossed over from being a girl to a woman when I had to just put it on the table midstream and it was difficult it was really difficult because nobody did anything wrong, nobody cheated, nobody um, you know had the seat. It was just that we weren't growing in the same place in the same way. And when I met him, I had to admit you were that was enough then, but our relationship wasn't moving forward. And I've seen that in other people, and it's very frustrating when you don't you have cognitive dissonance like you re, you can recognize where you were when you met them, but it's too hard to be able to recognize that you two haven't grown. And yes, you can try to communicate that and say that and maybe that person's like, "Well, what am I doing? What am I what can I do?" But if it really isn't going to mesh with who they are and they're trying to they're going to have to be a representative to remain in the relationship, then that wouldn't be fair to them either. So, if you guys can put the cards on the table and and see if there's a happy medium, Um, you know, go through each of those areas. Well, where aren't we connecting here? Well, where aren't we connecting here? And see if there is a fit. But more than likely, I know, more than likely, it's probably gotten too far gone by the time you get to the point where you're ready to move on. You're going to really have to be conscious and connect to it before you get to the point where you, want to move on so that's where our co-ed conversation comes in because we we're trying to urge people to keep talking and to keep recognizing it and to keep having check-ins like monthly quarterly check-ins where you go with your boo or your significant other and you're actually saying like are we okay are we okay in this area and that would be the only way to stay with it and get ahead of it and and a lot of people just don't want to do that. They don't want to put in that type of work. Ooh.
0: So it so I think okay. with everything is everything is a process, man, you know, and I think a lot of times people just don't want to stay around to trust the the process. They get impatient. They don't want to learn another person. They don't want to learn what, you know, how you are in the morning or how you are in the midday, how you are in the evening. We just don't want to take that time to learn. And I know that for a lot of people, like you were saying, because you really don't know who you are. So uh, it's difficult to try to take the time and spend all this time learning somebody else, and you're saying, I don't even know who I am. You know, I don't even know what I like, what I dislike. I think if that's where you are, that's where the authenticity comes in. You need to say that. You know, you need to say that to a person And you will find some people that will say, okay, I'm not going to waste my time then because I know where I am. I know what I want. And then you may find somebody that say, you know what, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want either. Maybe we can get on this journey together. Maybe we can help one another, you know. Maybe it doesn't have to be a relationship. Maybe we can just be cool enough to help one another find ourselves until we do find a relationship. Or maybe it is for us meant to be. That's why I'm saying the authenticity is so important. And I know for a lot of people, they say it's so difficult, and a lot of it deals with your past. And I think someone said that before. You know, it, it, a lot of it deals with your past, your past hurt, your past pain, your past fears, the things that you've been through, people letting you down, um, all of those things that go on. And I know a lot of times people will say to you, you know, well, you shouldn't bring that, bring that into your current relationship, but that's so difficult. It's, it's easier said than done, and we understand, understand that. But know that if you're not authentic, if you're not true, if you're not real with those hurts and those pains, then when the real person shows up, you know, then you, you, who knows what you may get. When they take that mask off, who knows what you may get. When you, if you deal with a situation that's really hurtful and that's really painful, you may not know what you're getting into with the person that you call your significant other. That's why it's so I important.
2: I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. And I'm, I'm talking to another friend on Facebook with this conversation, and we're talking about unpacking, um, just unpacking and, and getting to the point where you can remove that representative and show the real you. And I told her, you know, I can be scary, and it's sometimes safer behind the mask. And right. she replied and said you have to learn that safe is no longer what you can play in a relationship. Basically you can't play it safe if you're trying to have a real relationship. You gotta you gotta cover behind that mask and do the work to show the real you and let the person know who they really are involved with. And then my other friend Shanice said it takes time to learn a person and decide if their traits work for you. You know, it takes time. Everybody doesn't show you the real the real them in five or six months. It takes years, right. and sometimes you never know the real person or know all that person capable of. You know, she said it comes with time and maturity, and someone can love you and give you the things, quote, unquote, but a of emotional connect can still make you leave. You know, you can be showered with everything else, but there is no emotional connect, you know. And then Candy went on to say it's more than a process. It's a job. Every relationship is a job, and you have to learn the job work the job, and give as much to the job like you want a raise and promotion, which is a long-term relationship or marriage. That's, that's, I mean, I agree. I agree. We want to get promotions at work. We want to get advances at work. We want to get raises at work, which means more money, more responsibility, more this, more that. But in relationships, we stay on that same monotonous plane with no shift you know, nothing that changes, no even thought about elevating the marriage to the next level. It's just the same mundane existence and folks get bored. You know, you gotta keep that fire lit. You gotta make make a new dish. You know, if every every two of tacos, something's wrong. Can we get tamales? Can we get something different? <laughs> you know? Um and I think it's important to just to step outside the box and just, just show a change. But also, Kids, I wanna ask you this Kenneth, do you think Men have it harder when it comes to being transparent and vulnerable than women.
0: Absolutely, and that's – I was getting ready to hit on that. And i and that is kind of my role in all of this, I guess, and the other men that we're going to have. I'm really uh, – I'm here to encourage men that we need to speak up. We need to talk more. You know, we need to say how we're feeling more. We need to – um you know ask our significant others how they feel more and actually listen you know it's not just uh you know I'm just asking this because it's going to make you feel good I'm really genuinely concerned about you and what's going on and then I need you to stop and listen to me and let me tell you what's going on with me one of the one of the things that bothered me most when just growing up was that you always heard the older men and you would hear the women too but you would hear the older men say you know, happy wife, happy life, happy wife, happy life. And absolutely, you know, I I desire for my wife to be happy. But what about my happiness? What about the husband? What about the man's happiness? Where do we get? We don't get no joy in this at all. You know, it's just all about her needs and her wants. And so I want to kind of get away from that paradigm, that ideology, because absolutely I think my wife should be happy, but me as the husband and man, I want to be happy too, you know? And so – as she's telling me, and and you know, and we talk about this a lot in our, co- our couples coaching, you have to teach people how to love you. You really, really have to teach people how to love you. The men have to teach people how, how they want to be loved. And most people love people the way they want to be loved, and they don't find out how, like for me with my wife, I had to find out how she wanted to be loved because in most relationships, I would just love her the way I want to be loved, and that's not fair. It's not fair to her, and and the same vice versa for her to me. I need her to love me the way I want to be loved, not the way that, you know, that she wants to be loved. And so I think for men, we need to talk about it. We need to stand up and not be afraid to tell a woman, this is these are my vulnerabilities. This And I know society has taught us to be tough. I'm not saying you have to, you know – have a tissue box next to you crying, and, you know, as you're watching soap robbers. I'm not saying you have to be that, but, I mean, if that's who you are, then be that. Be authentic to that. But for me, I had to, te- you know, teach my wife and teach my wife how I wanted to be loved. I like, I like this. Like, one of the big things for me, I don't believe in a woman making food, and I cook, too. I'm not saying I'm not that guy, but I don't believe in a woman making my food if she's angry at me. I'd rather eat a bowl of cereal and go to bed. Or you cook some food for me if you're angry. You know what I'm saying? Because you might making have me. A
2: you're a yeah, you gonna have me
0: checking on, choking on rice. I might be choking on mashed potatoes. I, if, do this, do this in love, you know
2: what I'm saying? Right, crunchy rice. I had to teach, I, like I had to teach is, my wife right. that.
0: There were certain things about our relationship that she had to teach me about her. She loves wings. She loves them well done. If I know that she loves wings, why am I bringing her a leg and a breast or a thigh when I know she loves wings?
2: Right. You know what
0: I'm saying? So I think for us as men, we we I really want to encourage the men to come out to our co-ed conversation because the women need to hear us. We need to talk about our likes and our dislikes and let them know that, hey, we're here too. We're part of this relationship too. You know, I have a say-so in this. It's not all about your happiness. And I heard, man, Will Smith say something so powerful about him and Jada Pinkett Smith's relationship. He told her one day, I retire from making you happy. You go find your happiness and then you bring that back and submit and like present that to the relationship. I'm going to go find my happy and I'm going to present that to the relationship. It's not my responsibility to make you happy. It's my responsibility to add value to your happiness or add some happy to your happy. But if you're not happy by yourself, you're not going to be happy with me. There's a probably there's probably a good chance, you know? So, I think men yes. we I want Yes, it's very difficult for us to get up and for us to talk because we've been taught to be, you know, kind of macho and tough. You're not supposed to tell your feelings. You're not supposed to show your you know, your side and be transparent. And, you know, the women are just going to twist it and use it against you. Not all women are like that. Not all women believe in that. Not all women have been around that. Some women generally want to know how you feel. And if you don't tell them, how do we expect people to know?
2: So, So let me ask... Kid, of, you kid, of, you wearing my thread out, bro? Right? You wearing my thread out? Write a book. <laughs> so, Bianca Tasha, I, I have a question. I have a question. Do you, as women, have a problem with men who are overly emotional, or a man who is just too vulnerable? I know Bianca this is your husband, uh, but still, don't think of don't think of Kim as your husband. Just, <laughs> just men, like you got a man and he's always emotional, always just opening up, always sharing his emotions. Do you have a problem with that? Do you want your man to be just this cookie-cutter, stoic individual?
1: I, you know, in with my previous marriage, um, I don't think my husband, as I like to call him, could say two words unless he was answering a question. So there was never a conversation about emotions. And I dare not even really bring it up because I was more fearful, like, oh my God, if I talk about that, then what if he leaves? Because I really didn't even know how to be with myself by myself. So I didn't want to have those conversations that I felt like would make him walk away. Um, So now in present day where I've had time to just learn Tasha, where I look in the mirror and I'm like, I love that girl. Now, I would prefer to have someone who is open about what they feel because if I don't know how you feel and I'm treating you how I think you feel, I might not be treating you well. So I want to know how you feel. I want to know what your emotions are. I want you to know what mine are. I think it's very important for a man to, you know, as we learned at our women's retreat, peel back that onion layer and let's get to the core of who you are And I want you to know the core of who I am, and let's see if our cores really match each other. Mm,
3: Right, right. Got it. Love it. I add to that um, I just think if you would have asked me this 10, 15 years ago, I would have absolutely said in my um, statement that an emotional man would not have been attractive to me. It just would not have been. And then – you get through enough and you have enough non-conversations and you meet enough representatives and you're like, send me somebody that will just go there, be transparent, be naked. You can still be emotional and, and stand in your masculinity. You can, I think it is even more sexy and attractive to see a man and have a man just open up and be raw with you. And a lot of times men are, their tears are falling on the inside. You know, they have fears too. And ladies, I would just say let's give them the space to to be comfortable and to make it okay. I know there was a time that I didn't even make it okay. So if I did have an emotional man, he wouldn't have had the space to reveal himself because I didn't make it a safe space to do so. And now I'm there, and I can and create that space. I mean, I think that's one of the things and that Kenneth and I were able to do, and he is a man that is very, very stoic in appearance. So I actually had to be patient enough to see if there was an emotional side. So I would also caution people to stay around long enough to see what is behind the layers and the depths of a person because if you just go on those first few months you have no idea what lies beneath the surface still waters run deep still waters don't look emotional but still waters have a lot of depth and emotion to them
2: agreed 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 so tell everybody what you guys have coming up. What, what, what is the event? Break it down. Let folks know.
3: <laughs> I would like to say we, we are sitting at the foot of wisdom in all shapes and forms. And what I love about it is that you have three couples that are going to be sharing their truths as individuals, And that's why it's for people that are dating, single single dating, married, because everybody on that panel is in different phases of their relationship and has different levels of experience. So you can find something on that panel that you can relate to in their story, in their current situation, in their past experiences, and then on top of that, you'll be able to see no matter how much muck and mire you've been through, there is somebody for you. There is a relationship if you want that. One of my go-to sayings that gave me hope when I just felt like I kept running into a brick wall was that if I exist, he exists. I just held on to that. I just held on to that no matter what it looked like in that dating world, no matter what it looked like when I was lonely. I just felt that in my core. And so I would not allow myself to become discouraged. So I would like people to come celebrate where they are first, celebrate where you are if it's single, dating, or married, because if we're dating or we're marrying, we need a refresh. And if we're single, wow, sky's the limit. Be happy because you don't even know what's coming around the corner. And if you're standing in your greatness, then you better know it's going to be something great coming around that corner. And that's what we want right. to show people. We want, we really want you okay. to come out and 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 let's talk about it. Let's talk about our frustrations. Let's not get to ten and argue at dinner tables and wait till somebody in our life is having drama. Then talk about men and women. Let's talk before right, right, that. Right. 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 And maybe meet somebody too meet a new friend you know Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: no you never know
2: right you you really never know you never know so give give folks the come on let's let's dig in let's let's pitch this give folks the date the time the location all of that
1: okay so the event is going to be october 27th from 12:30 to 5 p.m. It's going to be at the Better Living Center Headquarters, 3425 West Manchester Boulevard in Inglewood. There's ample free parking, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, right now, we do have early bird ticket tickets available, and you can purchase your tickets at www.loveconversation.eventbrite.com.
2: Okay. Okay. Awesome. 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 Let me see. What else can we say about this show? So it's a, so it's, is it it's part two
1: of what happened last year, or is this something altogether different? It's pretty much part two because we're expanding on what was created last year. So when, okay. people, when okay. we got our feedback forms and people really started to ask, like, wait a minute, we really enjoyed having the men there. Can we do this again with – Can we do this again, co-ed? Like, can we have men in the audience as well? And so we talked about it, and we thought that was perfect. So we're expanding on what we did last year.
2: Okay. Got it, got it, got it. I love it. I love it. All right, so you said you're going to give some tickets away. I'm trying to think how could you give these tickets away. If you got two tickets, we're going to give away. All right, um, and you have a bounty of people who chimed in and listened on tonight. Do you want to give them away to a couple or a single person? What's going on? How do you want to do this? I would say, hmm, let me see, let me see. I'm looking at the thread. I'm looking at the phone numbers. I'm looking at people that have called in because you've got quite a few listeners on tonight, which is awesome, which is great. So let's see, let's see. Tasha, do you want to go? You want to go? Type yes. If Tasha wants to go, because Tasha has been chiming in and giving dialogue, and I know that Tasha and her husband, you know, they're like my my Insta favorite couple on Instagram. I love their life, love what they do, and I believe that they will really enjoy this. So, if you don't mind, um, you guys, I would like to give these to um, Tasha. Is that cool?
1: Absolutely, that works for me.
2: So just right. go ahead Tasha, and have her
1: email. Uh, if she could email Tasha at TashaChampion.com dot com and give her name um, and number, let her know she was from the Dante Morrison show. I thank her for tuning in and listening, um, and we'll make sure that she's accommodated.
2: Awesome, awesome! And I just tagged you on the Facebook thing. She can know Tasha. Email Tasha. 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 Email Tasha. I mean Tasha. I really have known her for quite some time, and um, I really like. I really just. I throw stuff off to her, and she really gives me great feedback. And just watching her and her husband, um, it's good to see healthy relationships. You know, I think that seeing healthy relationships in the black community is extremely important, and I think what you guys are doing with this workshop um, with couples and singles and all that is much needed because sometimes the dynamic of relationships and dating and love and all that, it just gets so skewed. And, and we don't have the guidance that we need within our own communities to really strengthen them. And I think a lot of people, they just throw the baby out with the bathwater because they don't know how to communicate effectively or because they think that they don't have what it takes to really strengthen what they've already established. You know, they just give up. Because, unfortunately, within our communities, that's what we see. We see just, fat hate to say it, you know, dad going to get milk and never coming back. You know, our mama went to get some cigarettes never come back. We we raised by our grandmama or our auntie and all that kind of stuff. And the families are just you know, they're broken. And it's they're usually broken because communication was not effective or they didn't know how to talk to the other. Or like Kenneth said, let me tell you, woman, what I need from you, how I feel. And please don't judge me after I tell you. Just listen so we can make this better. I think that black men are not allowed to be vulnerable. They're not allowed to just be open and just say, this is where I'm hurting, and this is what you're doing, woman, that is hurting me. And I think it's time for us to get to a space where we allow men to just, you know, not just lay on the couch and just cry all day, but just say, you know, wife, I need this from you. You know, stop talking to me this way because this is what it does to me, and I want to be here for you. I want us to make this work. You know, in the same way for the man to understand what the woman needs, I think is very important, and you guys have really got to win with this. So, kudos to you. Really, give yourself, take a Thank bow real you. quick. Nobody can see you, but take a bow. It is so neat. I'm big on the black community. I'm big on black relationships. And I, I, I mean, I love the fact that Bianca, when she said swinging, she just she just really opened it for me. Because I know that she realizes that relationships can go all kinds of ways, you know, and what, listen, what you eat don't get me fat. So if that's if that's what's working for y'all, if that's working for y'all, if y'all are a couple that swings, but y'all got y'all rules in place, y'all got y'all regulations in place, and y'all it's working for you, I'm not gonna come in and judge. I'm I'm just not. So it's like, hey, it's working for y'all. And I think that unfortunately, what we're seeing um, on social media is because it's so much exposure to so many things that that these up and comings are like, well, a relationship does not have to fall into this box. It can go a lot of different ways. And I think what you're doing with this workshop is showing people, yes, you can design your own relationship to fit whatever you're trying to do in your life as long as you and your mate are happy and not hurting each other and the communication is solid. But we get when people that they come into relationships, and, like Kenneth said, they have on their Halloween costume, you know, and then you marry, you marry the clown with the red nose you know, because that's who he was. That's who he showed you, but that's not who you really wanted to be with, and it's unfortunate, but yeah, I can I keep going because this is just a great conversation, and you guys really just, just opened the door for a lot of dialogue, which is phenomenal. So do you guys have any closing comments, closing remarks, anything else jumping off in your own personal life? any books that you've written, any shows that you're going to be on that you want to just promote on the show really quick? Um, I'll just, you
1: know, kind of close with this. Um, I see in today's age a lot of people getting marriage because divorce is an option. And you know, I, I know that divorce is out there, but it shouldn't always be your first option. And if you are marrying with the idea that a divorce is the first option, then I really welcome you to come and be a part of this because maybe once you open the dialogue to a conversation and listen to other stories, maybe you might see that that's not really what you want. And maybe you can recognize, like, wow, I really want to do this in a relationship and grow this way, and when I get married, I don't want to get married because divorce is an option. So I hope you guys are definitely able to make it out. Again, it's the Better Living Center headquarters at 3425 West Manchester in Inglewood, October 27th from 1230 to 5.00. The early bird tickets are on sale now. That includes light refreshments and raffle tickets. Um, you can purchase your tickets at www.loveconversation.eventbrite.com. Love
2: it, love it, love it. Well, okay, what? Now, you know me. I, I'm, I'm black. What does light refreshment mean? What's that? <laughs> you know, what's, what's up? What's What's light? Let me know in advance a Capri Sun, and a peanut butter cracker with a light refreshment. Come
1: on. Well, let me put it out there. Let me give an awesome shout-out to my sponsors, Love Premier Events and Harmless Harvest Coconut Water. If you look at Love Premier Events, check out the website. You'll be able to see some of those delectable delights that they offer that we will have as light refreshments.
2: Love it, love it. You know, if you put it out there, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that would just—you can get a whole dessert table from from all the blacks that know how to bake. They'll drop off a dozen or whatever. You know, what I'm just saying. I've learned you gotta make your reports known because the black mm-hmm. community. One thing about us, we will come together. We'll come together, and we all know somebody that knows somebody that knows that one person that has no problem saying, "Yeah, that's a good event. That's a good cause. What do they need? I can donate this." So I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Thank you. But you know, it ain't it ain't my thing. But I know I know people that <laughs> will have no problem with um you know with 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 saying okay I can donate this I can donate that you know it ain't got it ain't gonna be no rib kit dinner but you can uh, <laughs> just say have you ever thought about uh, so so this is okay this is this is another plug for me to another shameless plug so I know you're doing stuff with couples and and dating and all that kind of stuff right. Is it strictly Mm -hmm. about is it is the talk about relationships or is it does it go into other avenues of dialogue when it comes to couples?
1: Give me an example. Get
2: my question. Okay, you know my girl Bianca, she (laughs) opened the door with swingers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'll just kidding. it, but no, I'm just saying. Like, is it? Is it like? Do you have like slots for like people? Like, you got vendors or whatever to come out and set up stuff for couples and that kind of thing? Are you open to that, or is it just really just a dialogue and people
3: leave?
1: Can Bianca, your
3: thoughts? Yeah, I mean. Oh, wait, because it almost sounded like there were two questions. But what I would say is nothing's, because you asked, the first question you asked was, you know, are we talking about different aspects of relationships? And I would say nothing's off the table. That's the problem. We leave too much off the table. Everything is fair game in the conversation, everything. Okay. But we definitely want to start and, and let everyone know, that it's not just about couples. It's not just about relationships. We also want to work on where we are as individuals before, during, and after our relationships. So that is an important aspect of it, too. And we're all coaches. Um, You know, Tasha is a certified master coach. I am my husband coach, and so you also have the opportunity to have resources beyond this event where maybe your relationship needs a refresh. Maybe you want to find out, like, what's going on. Let's talk to somebody. I mean, one thing that we need to become more comfortable with doing is being proactive with ourselves and our goals, and our and within our relationships, and that means having a safe place where we can check in on the wellness of where we are, or get new tips or new things to kind of freshen up our situation. Exactly what you touched on uh, when you said we don't want to keep doing that that ta- that same taco dinner. That's how we have right, to look right. at our relationships. You don't go to the gym and do the same workout, and you also. Hopefully, don't wait until you have a heart attack to go to the gym. Love it. Successful people get mentored by successful people. Successful people are around other successful people. We want to put you in a space around other people who are having a successful time at being in relationships and first being alone, and resources you can be mentored, coached by people in different areas. To help strengthen your relationship, a lot of us see moms, moms and tea and grandma is is the answer. And a lot of times you've moved on and you're no longer mad at your significant other, and everybody in the family hates them. Get a safe place right. where you can talk about your issues. That's what I, was, I mean. I was kind of going down that road because I know a lot of times we have
2: we have these feel good conferences, and they'll it'll be a feel good day. You know, mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying, and it's like the person will come in or the couple will come in, and they'll get, you know, they'll get really pumped up. And then, you know, three days later, they're like, God, everything from that conference I kind of need. Who can I call? What? What can? Is there anything else I can get out of this? Is there some resources afterwards? Like where can I get, like, step B? Because you, you guys will start the conversation, but what can help the couple or the individual keep the conversation going? You know, I mean, if, if that's making sense. That's what I'm just I just I don't I know that a lot of people when I do workshops like I do a lot of HIV talks and sexual health talks and I can get people excited on that day about getting an HIV test excited about using a condom but then the very next week they'll come in to get an HIV test like I forgot everything you said the last week or if I could have called you over the course of the next two days I'd have been made some better decisions that type of thing but I love that three of you are all coaches you know and and you're willing to continue these conversations to help these people, you know, strengthen their relationships and even strengthen their, their self. Because really all of you talked about basically it starts with you, the individual. You know, let's get you right. And then once you figure out who you are, you can be better to the other person. And I think that's what I love most about the, what the three of you shared on this um, show on tonight.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um they definitely, everyone always has the opportunity to, work with us um, individually, but, and if they find that maybe we're not the fit for them to work with, then we do encourage them to work with someone. And right. with this particular event, the, one of the things that I've done at my workshops is I, we, always ha- we always have people, those that are um, the panel or either the facilitator, to give action steps. What action steps can you take from today and immediately start to apply to your life? The thing is, is that it's it's, as always, it's up to that individual to leave there and say, I need to apply this right away. And you can't just apply it for the first or second day. You need to apply it every day for 30 days because then it becomes a habit.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Agreed 100%. 100%. Hundred percent. I think folks are gonna say something. I'm listening.
0: Um, we just also wanna um make sure that we um let people know. Like you said, um I know like Bianca and I, we do couples coaching and we really take on some um some intense sessions and we break down intimacy. Um that's just one part of it. We break down intimacy because most people when you say intimacy they think just sex, but we really go into like that spiritual intimacy and and there's even parts of financial intimacy there are different levels of intimacy that you share with another person we talk about the, the as you'll hear us say this often the the authenticity the power in effective communication we most people communicate but it's not effective so we're really trying to right. pre, uh, impress upon people effective communication because a lot of what we do, as you said before, we kind of put this facade out there of what we think people want to hear and what we think people want to know, and it's really false. Case in point, with Bianca and I, when we got married, when we did our vows, and anybody that was at our wedding could witness this, you know, we didn't promise one another that we were going to love one another forever. Because the reality is we we didn't, we didn't don't know if, that, if we're going to love one another forever. Now, I'm not saying you just go in love and fall out of love every day. But, I mean, why are we promising things to people that we, we're we not certain we can even maintain? Only thing I can do is love you for right now, for this moment, be here for you for right now, in this moment, because this is all we have. Why not make the best of this moment? And we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes, you know? Um, and we're not going to allow too much of our, especially the negativity from our past, to affect the moment that we have right now. So that's what we're really focusing on and once again I want to make sure that I say to the men that are maybe listening or around or some some of the ladies that may have men uh whether it's your brothers or dad or or you know whatever boyfriends, husbands, whatever it is, we really would like for the men to come out because there are going to be the women there and they really need to hear the men and I really uh encourage us as men to 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 uh, be open and to really speak I believe we may get an opportunity to go off by ourselves for a few minutes and the men are going to come talk a little bit and maybe the women I'm not sure how we're going to do it all yet but we're we're putting it together but I think it'll really be powerful because we want the women really want to hear what the men have to say and I hope that we can be there and be honest and be open and be transparent and have our voices heard so that we can also be happy in these relationships because it's all about give and take. You know, if you're the one that's always giving and you're not ever receiving anything, then you're going to have a problem. One day you're going to wake up and you're going to be angry. You're going to feel disappointed. You're going to feel let down. So uh, I'm hoping that, um, you know, we have some men out there that will be willing to join us in this co-ed conversation. Oftentimes the women get their platforms to do what they do. You don't really hear about men having that platform about love and stuff. So maybe we'll bring it together and maybe we can uh, find some common ground and really encourage one another.
3: Absolutely. I love that.
2: I love it. It's going to happen. Yes, definitely, definitely. Go ahead. I,
3: I, I just want to remind people that Tasha touched on something. She said this event was birthed out of the last because we gave the people what they wanted. And part of this collaboration is that we all could see, like, yes, this needs to happen and so right. we're li- we're listening and we're willing to organically take this to the next level based on the participation so we want you to be in this with us because as you said throughout the show we want to see we want to change the conversation so that 10 years from now that this whole show would be different because there will be a whole lot of examples of black relationships and positive love and authentic people and people on the fringes being happy and being themselves and the dialogue changes together. So we need people to come out and show themselves so that we can change this dialogue together and continue to provide workshops often quarterly uh, champion empowerment and she's we're going to be feeding the women in different ways so we have what's next for the women we have spiritual things on the table next forgiveness workshops in the in the wings we also have um, something for the people who want to come together in a community of restoration and enlightenment we have a lot of different avenues for what's next, but you won't know if you don't come out and show up. We want you to at least show up so you can be a part of this conversation going forward, and we'll keep you up to date on how we can service the community, and all of, all of our events don't cost. Some of them are free of charge, but we need to know you have an interest so that we can tell you, hey, this is what we're doing now. Love it. All right, y'all so you heard it. Here you go. They done put it out there.
2: It's a co ed conversation about love. That takes place on Saturday, October twenty seventh, from twelve thirty to five o'clock PM. It's gonna happen at the Better Living Center Headquarters, thirty-four twenty-five West Manchester Boulevard in the city of Inglewood. Again, that's the Better Living Center Headquarters, thirty-four twenty-five West Manchester Boulevard in the city of Inglewood. All right, the date again, October 27th, October 27th, October 27th. It's going to be a conversation where men and women discuss what makes love work. Come out and hear both sides of the story. Come on out, get the male perspective, the female perspective, and how they bridge those two together to create solid and healthy relationships. And you heard my boy Kenneth say it. Fellas, we need you there. Fellas, show up. Fellas, be Present, if you care about your relationship, if you care about your marriage and all that kind of stuff, come on out and support this much needed event, especially within the black community. We got to get together, we got to start talking more, okay? If you want more information, reach out to Tasha Champion. Tasha Champion is on Facebook, but Tasha also has an email address. Tasha, what is your email address?
1: It's Tasha at TashaChampion.com. Or they
2: can we call four two six five twenty two thirty five. There you go. She gave it all to you. There is no excuses. So I want to thank my guests tonight, Tasha Champion, Kenneth, and Bianca Page. Thank you so much for coming on the Dante Show to talk about your upcoming event. Um, I hope to get you guys back next month so we can talk about this again closer to the event date, to really push it one more time to get the folks there, get the folks out. Uh, Congratulations to my girl Tasha for winning two tickets to the event. And she also said, I'm going to buy some more for people that's going to come. So not only is she going to be a winner, she's going to pay it forward and bless somebody with some purchase tickets on her behalf. All right? So I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to be there. Okay, what I said, I'm going sit in the back and take notes and hear what Kenna's got to say and everybody's got to say about this and maybe Bianca talk about swinging more and all that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna see if <laughs> I'm gonna be in the audience. <laughs> I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna keep pushing this. I think it's definitely it's definitely a needed event. A lot of folks probably miss tonight's show, but they can also check out the show on the Dante Show on iTunes. If you have iTunes. Just go to um, The Dante Show on the podcast, on Apple Music, and you can hear tonight's show and all past shows. Also, visit my website, www.dantemorrison.com, to see what I'm all about. And as you know, I'm big on HIV and S.E. testing. If you need an HIV test, hit me up. Come on over to where I work, APLA Health, 3741 south labrea avenue you can get a free hiv test get your results in 60 seconds or you can get an std screening or if you are dripping itching and leaking come on over and get that treated so we do std wow. testing and treatment i'm all about sex positivity like i said what you eat don't get me fat but i'm going to help you be healthy in whatever you are doing So thank you for tuning in tonight. And tonight I'm gonna leave you with an oldie but goodie since we're talking about relationships and love and all that. I'm gonna give you one of my favorite and best singers. So it is 10:30, almost 10:30 on a Monday night. You can log off and let the song play in your ear. All right. So Kenneth, Bianca, Tasha, thank you once again. I appreciate you. I will have you back on next month. So we will lock in a date to get this going. And um, success to you in the event. And here we go, y'all. Here is Shai Nothing can come between us.